Too Stupid to Live, a comedy podcast that reviews romance novels $5 and under, is exquisite, intense, and twice a month. Hosted by writer-performer Becky Feldman, the show's vigorous and attentive guests send waves of insight and hilarity in every episode. The Too Stupid to Live podcast makes sure the listener is satisfied first especially when they do that thing with their show where there are special episodes with author interviews, Too Stupid to Live can come to you. That is, it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can explore tstlpodcast.com. And here's to a happily ever after. to be romanced i'm tori and i'm hannah and today we're discussing people, people we, we meet on vacation, vacation. <laughs> nailed it oh my gosh i'm so excited to be here i feel like i'm on vacation right now no seriously thanks for being here hannah can you tell the listeners about your podcast and about oh. your tiktok oh my gosh tori thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here yes i'm hannah brown not from the bachelorette not to be confused i am a content creator on tiktok my handle is at hannah a brown zero i fancy myself a hot girl anthropologist and i dive into all things hot girl culture and whatever else is on my mind and i also co-host a gossip girl podcast called you know you love us i co-host that with my dear friend tyler meredith and we recap gossip girl and kind of snark on it in the process and it's very fun and we're currently on break but we will be back so stay tuned and binge old episodes in the meantime totally I think your hot girl anthropologist thing like not to like pump your tires but it's <gasps> it's it's probably like my favorite content right now on TikTok oh my god Tori that's so nice because there's it's, a lot of great content on TikTok no it, I'm TikTok addicted like since the pandemic just like every day three hours or whatever but like I think like my sister my little sister and I talk about this all the time about like just like you know we want to look put together we want to look like yeah like we know what we're doing we want to look cool chic like all of these things but we just like can never we don't have that je ne sais quoi and it's It's like so annoying right it's so annoying it's like we we bought the Aritzia like blazer or whatever we like bought the 501s and stuff like that but there's just something like missing about it and it's like not it's not a body thing it's not Mm. a like we think we're ugly thing there's just something that the effortlessness of a lot of chic women evades us and Totally. I find so much comfort in your your quest to be a hot girl. That is so, so <laughs> fucking nice. You just made my whole day. I had a friend, like, after it started becoming more of a series, he was like, this is so great because this is so you. In that, like, I'm someone who's like, I of course I want to be hot and cool. Who among us doesn't want to be hot and cool? If you say you don't, you're a liar. Yeah, and totally. I would rather just cut the shit. And ask the hot girls what they're doing because my whole life, since I was a tiny child, I've never felt like I've 
gotten it right, so to speak. And yes, there's like a school of thought where people are like, you should just be yourself. Why do you want to look like everybody else? And I'm like, shut no, the I'm like, fuck I, up. I just want to look like everybody else. I want to look hot and stylish. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. I That would be fun for me. So like, yeah. let me fucking live. So totally. that's so nice. I'm glad it resonates. And I think like, totally. and I think there's a lot of people on TikTok and more power to them that like, position themselves as like an expert on things and I the second I realized I wasn't an expert on anything I was like maybe that's my niche is just that I'm not an expert and we can figure it out together you know I just like how you break it all down you're like this is what I've got going on like what should I change or update or whatever or you're like this is what I tried and I don't think it worked like what should I change like that is Cause it's like, that's the conversations we're all having when we're getting dressed. Yeah. My sister and I always talk about the head tilty thing, which like, I realize this (laughs) isn't like a, it's not a visual medium for the most part, but yeah, we do this head tilty thing where you like raise your shoulder and you put your ear to your shoulder and you're like, huh? Mm -hmm. Hmm." Yeah. And it's like, if you do the head tilty thing, you can't leave that the house in that, like something with the outfit is off. Something has to be re-examined and thank I Just thank you so much. That's so fucking nice. Yeah, it's it's so good because I I feel like I am doing that, but I'm not the cr- one crowdsourcing. But I'm trying to be a hot girl anthropologist. No, literally, we're all in it together, babe. And totally. I love it. I love it. Really feels like a high Barbie vibe. Um, in the comments, usually, you know, every now and then there's some a hole that's like, yeah, ugly. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're ugly, <laughs> like spiritually. <Yeah. laughs> that's so funny. Uh, okay, let's talk about reading. Have uh, you always been a reader? No. <laughs> okay, because I like I saw you were reading Akatar and I was like, come on my podcast. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I know. I'm so honored. Well, I got bullied into reading Akatar by one of my best friends. Same. Shout out to Clayton. She seriously, the Akatar audience, they're like a dog with a bone. They're like, once you read the book, you'll be forever changed. And I'm like, oh. Do you feel forever changed? Like you finished the second one, right? I have no, I have like a hundred pages left. I've okay, really yeah. been slogging through it and I feel yeah. this guilt because so many people love Akamath, which is why I haven't listened to your Akamath episode because I was like, <laughs> I'm scared about spoilers. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I don't feel forever changed, but I will say I love to feel like I'm on the inside of a joke. I hate feeling left out. That's one of my biggest triggers, not to trauma dump on you and your listeners. <laughs> so I like having read it because I feel like included. And I like all the memes that come from the Akatar fandom. Same. Yeah. I, I do like just being a part of the group. As, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. With the hot girl <laughs> stuff, with the Akatar stuff. Like, yeah, there's a trend for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Am I forever changed? No, by that book. But I do think about it like quite a bit. Yes. Is romance your like main genre of reading it is so actually the thing that got me into reading this is so embarrassing Tori I had someone uh lend me it ends with us and they said yeah don't look anything up just go in blind and I was like "Ooh, okay and I was like this book is a piece of shit this is the most terribly (laughs) written book I've ever read in my life and then I got to the plot twist and I was like Oh, oh no. my God. <laughs> I didn't You're know it was. Obsessed? No. I was obsessed. I couldn't yeah. put it down. I re- I flipped the page back and forth like 50 times being like, he just, what? Yeah. What? And it sucks. Like, I just think even though Colleen Hoover, like, I don't know that I would call her like the best writer per se. Yeah. Um, but I will say the thing that's really, I think, well done with that book is it, it 
you feel the emotions of someone who falls in love with an abuser and then ends up getting abused. And I just thought that emotional journey as a reader, not knowing it was coming was really palpable and insane to me. And it like stuck with me for a while. And then I read it begins with us or it starts with us. And that sucked because who's into Atlas? Literally no one. (laughs) Like I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. Ryle is a piece of shit, but pre abuse Ryle. I was obsessed with him. I was like, I love him. And that's She knew what she was doing. Totally. Are you excited for the movie? No. I'm so <laughs> angry at the movie. And I yeah. I literally like, first of all, how do you make Blake Lively look ugly? No, Blake Lively and Jason Baldoni. I was like, ha- like with their fucking they um, did them onesie, dirty. animal onesies. I was just like, I like how fuck it. That's Serena Vanderwoodson. How fucking <laughs> dare you? And they're like, Literally. she's supposed to be a redhead in the book. I'm like, she's also supposed to be 23 in the book. Like, she doesn't have to be <laughs> yeah. a redhead. Or there's like a more flattering shade of red you could have given her. What the fuck are the clothes? Why is she wearing two pairs of pants? Why are I they know. both in their 40s? I think Gavin Leatherwood should have played Ryle Kincaid. And I will like, I will. And I also I think he know. should play Reese and in yeah. Akatar. Yeah. I just think Gavin Leatherwood should be everything. Put him in everything. Oh my God. <laughs> no, truly. No, I saw Sex so Lives of College Girls and I was like, that's the most beautiful man I've ever seen. So anytime I'm reading a romance novel and they're like, he was ridiculously gorgeous. I'm like, Gavin Leatherwood, I'm putting you in. Yeah, like tall, dark, and handsome. You you're like, yes. you're like, that's him. Yeah, that's so true. Wait, who did you cast as? Do you cast actors when you read? I actually don't. Because I was going to ask you about this and I know Mm -hmm. we're kind of getting into it maybe we can save this for later but like this is becoming a movie and I I don't know who I would cast for either of these people Mm-hmm. I kind of actually think actually we can talk about it when we get into like our roundtable discussion because okay. uh, the internet has cast someone and I actually think for Poppy and I actually think it's like a really good oh I'm excited yeah okay let's get into it we're gonna be okay. talking about people we meet on vacation so spoilers ahead so this book is written by Emily Henry and it was published May 11 2021 so it's a pretty new book I, I think you can feel feel the 2021 vibes mm-hmm mm-hmm and it's a book that it's one person's POV. It's Poppy, Poppy writes, uh, but it goes in between the past and the present. So you, you got to pay attention because otherwise you can get a, a little mixed up. I listened to this on audiobook for part of it. And I was like, I had to be like, hold on, wait, what summer is this? Because like I just visually, I felt like it was easier to keep track of. But audio wise, if I was like doing something else, I was like, oh, shit, where yeah, are we? Because it's like 12 years ago and then they go like 11 years, 10 yeah. years, like nine. So it's a lot to catch up with. But yeah, so the book opens and it's the main character, Poppy, and she's on vacation with her best friend Alex Nilsson and she is a journalist like a travel journalist and he is a high school literature teacher and he was recently dumped but they had this like cute scene at a bar they're on San Sanibel Island which is in Florida she's just kind of saying how like happy she is and how much she loves traveling and being with her best friend and she likes traveling because she can be whoever she wants to be meet new people and have life-altering experiences are you a big travel girly uh if I had the bank account I would yeah, be I know. I'm like <laughs> at, like in my head for sure like. in my head every summer like I get so seasonally depressed because I see all the rich people like going to Europe and like doing all this traveling and my travel is mostly like 
home to Chicago or to my fiance's <laughs> home in Kansas and then back to LA. And it's just like Chicago, Kansas, LA. And I'm like, I do want to fucking go somewhere else sometimes. So must be nice, Poppy. I will say Poppy graded on me. We'll get into it later. But I'm like, oh, do you just travel all the time with your hot best friend who's obsessed with you? Oh, do you have such a nice time? <laughs> are you like, I know, I was like, are you just going to date every photographer that comes on the trip with you taking like really nice pictures? Like literally. <laughs> Get yeah, a, like give me a break. Big whoop. <laughs> so the book starts in present day. She has her dream job. She's living in New York. She's doing she's doing the thing, but she feels like she's not happy and she is kind of burnt out from her job. She's like, when was the last time I was happy? And she realizes it was with Alex, her best friend, who they had a falling out. They haven't talked for years, so she decides to like cold cold text message him (laughs) a a bold move and we get flashbacks of poppy and alex meeting they met at college orientation at the university of chicago and they didn't really see each other through their college their first year of college but they reconnect because they actually live in like the same city and a mutual friend of theirs suggests that they road trip home after their first year of college and like I let me tell you I've watched Harry Met Sally once in my life mm-hmm. I know it's a like I should have probably watched it more in my life but like I'm I've not gonna believe for it yeah, yeah like, live your life but like it's a classic like yeah and the way that this just is that <laughs> movie like right off the bat I was like because like them carpooling home is the start of when Harry met Sally and it's just it's so iconic so it's so drilled into your head that when you hear about this it's it's just like okay we're here yeah I feel like a um, dumb ass because I read this book and got to the end and in the very end of the book there's this little like afterward by Emily Henry where she's like I didn't mean to write an homage to When Harry Met Sally but it is my favorite movie and I was like no shit this whole book is a case for why men and women can't just be friends yes totally like it's it's clear as day it's like how I didn't realize that Akatar was Beauty and the Beast (laughs) I know I I'm know. so dumb. Like no, no, no. It's, it's so brutal. You know but... who's dumb? Feyre, because she didn't know that riddle, and literally the riddle was <laughs> yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally, totally. <laughs> so we learn more about Poppy and Alex. Alex is really quiet, and he's like reserved. He's super studious, and Poppy is like sporadic easygoing free-spirited so you say that poppy got on your nerves i think Mm -hmm. like these characters just in general when it's like i think actually friends to lovers is like a way harder pitch than enemies to lovers i love enemies to lover that's like my kink yeah totally and this just like sometimes you're just like you just want to like shake them because you're just like duh you're obsessed with each other like the entire time and if you just said something you could be together and I'm like you're telling me okay that like Poppy is cute Alex is hot even though she keeps talking about how like his his hot like pale shirtless body and I was like I've never seen a pale shirtless man and been like "Ooh, you're really turning me on but like whatever to each their own I guess but like they're both hot and they've gone on a million vacations together and they met in college and they didn't 
so much as kiss until Croatia. BFFR. No, I know. I know. They would have fucked like literally by junior year. Totally. Even their parents think that they're fucking. Yeah. They're like, like, here's some condoms. Like, get into it. And they're going. Also, this is the other thing is they're going on vacations together, pretending that they're newlyweds. Like, I don't know. I just. Come on. It it seems so unrealistic that they wouldn't have done anything or they were like so opposed to it. Yeah. So this was also weird. (laughs) Not shit on this book hall already, but like Alex like randomly starts texting her again because again, we're in present day. The conversation has ended and he reaches out this time and Mm -hmm. she's like, we should go on a summer trip. And he's like, well, like turns out my brother is getting married in Palm Springs. Like, do you want to come? And I just think it's like, would you pick up the phone first or do you just go on the vacation without talking? I would probably pick up the phone and maybe clear the air. Also, I have questions about who the fuck has a summer wedding in Palm Springs when it's at least 110 (laughs) degrees every single day. Totally. And they go, what? I know. That was so weird because the whole whole middle chunk of the book is how they're dying of they're dying literally (laughs) and they're like and then david's like oh yeah my fiance he's just like super over the top and i'm like so over the top that he didn't think to like go to somewhere that actually has pleasant weather in the summer like i call bs it's like they're gay so they get married in palm springs it's like no i don't think that would have happened (laughs) no totally it was like so random yeah Because she at first is like, yeah, I'm like trying to make my annual rest and relaxation, which is the magazine she works for, like trip Mm. work. And she's like pitching all these things to her boss. But she's like, hey, I'll meld like I can just do this Palm Springs trip and also do the R&R trip. But the boss is like, no, that's not going to work because, yeah, she's like Palm Springs in August or whatever. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, I'll just take it as like a straight up vacation. But she doesn't tell Alex that. So she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come on the trip because I can write peace on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to do it like shoestring bu- budget. And he's like, yeah, that's fine because she's actually paying for it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they get to Palm Springs and it's like awkward for sure. But she's like, oh, my God, he's like even hotter than before and like I didn't realize like how cut he was and like all of this stuff so sexy yeah yeah (laughs) this is the other piece of this book that I didn't get is that like he's supposed to be like a nerdy loser but he's also like super hot and ripped and then like he's supposed to be quiet but then he like hooks up with a bunch of girls like I just the two of the things don't make sense I know and then like yeah, he's hot enough that he's hooked up with other girls and he dated Sarah Torval and Sarah Torval was like extremely jealous of Poppy because justice for Sarah Torval, <laughs> no, but we'll get there literally, later. Literally. Justice for Sarah Torval, but um but then it's like yeah, like he never would have made a move before Croatia again. Like I just who is this man? No, totally. If he's hooked up with other girls, it it doesn't yeah. make sense. So it flashes back to 10 summers ago and they go to Vancouver Island and I was texting you about this because it's like, this is where I live and it's so important to me and it's like no one comes here (laughs) except for Pamela Anderson lives here. (laughs) I know. I want to (laughs) go. Yes. Please come. It's 
It's so beautiful. Um, they go they go to Vancouver. They go to Victoria, where I live, and Tofino. And they, like, reference Nanus Bay, which is literally, like, I don't even think it'd be considered a town. It's, like, a drive-by, like, like 10 houses or something like that. And I was just, like, living because I didn't know that this was going to happen. And just, I feel like Canadians, like, even though it's, like, Canada is, like, a, you know, it's a popular country. It's a big country. Every time we get mentioned in anything, we're just, like, dying, I feel like. Totally. No, I felt that way later in the book. She mentions Normal, Illinois, which is where I went to college. And it's, like, a small town. (laughs) And I literally was, like, ISU forever. And I'm just, like, yeah, like, I'm, like, Emily Henry, like, you are one well-researched lady. She, I will say she did a lot of research and yeah. it was like really accurate and yeah. yeah, I was like really impressed by that. And the detail was like, it was a good amount of detail about the locations. Totally. I really at. believed that Poppy like was a very well-traveled person who had like her, had a grip on all these different places she had been and like down to like where they went to in those places, like bars totally. and restaurants and stuff. I really liked the picture that um, Emily Henry painted with all that. Yeah, absolutely. And we just like learned throughout these flashbacks that she loves traveling. She doesn't want to settle down. She wants to see the world. And Alex is like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to own a house. And like, I'm okay having like kind of the small town traditional life where she wants something like greater than that. Mm hmm classic so classic totally (laughs) again we flash back to present day they get to their cheap motel that she booked and there's only one bed in the room Mm. (laughs) 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 no kid literally has this ever happened to you no i don't have straight guy friends so no (laughs) like even before i was with my fiance jake i never had straight guy friends because Never. I was always in love with them and was just like biding my time until they realized they were in love with me back or like the one time it was the other way around, like it ended up getting weird. And now all my guy friends are gay. Yeah, I, I get Or like that. related to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I just, I, I don't know. I am a sucker. For, it's like at the time when I'm reading and I hear that there's a one bed, I'm like fist pumping. Yes. But then when I analyze it, like the day after or whatever, or when I'm writing out the the little outline for these podcast episodes, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, this is like so cheesy. But like, you, I know, you just got to I love it. it. Like, that's why we're gathered here today. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Like, that's, I don't read totally. these books for like realism. I read <laughs> yeah. them because I want because I want to see people who should have probably already fucked share a bed in a a hotel room motel room where there's no ac yeah the trip basically is a disaster there's yeah one bed so alex is like sleeping on a chair the pool is full of people there's construction and the ac isn't working and they're in palm springs in the middle of the summer hell yeah it's so bad so she's like trying to get deets about sarah torval on alex she finds out like that they work at the same school but they're like not together and they haven't been together since the croatia trip but she's like basically like oh you should like definitely try to get back together with her (laughs) this is why poppy's annoying i'm like just like think before you talk like one time also the fact that like she just wears like quirky outfits. Like she wears like loud, like lime green bell bottoms with like a purple top. And she, you know, like I'm just like, 
why (laughs) she's like in that sense so pick me like exactly she's just like peak like manic pixie dream girl vibes and it like grates on me so bad and actually like her friend Rachel in New York who's like earlier in the book and then there at the end I'm like I want to play Rachel in the film adaptation even though usually when I read a romance novel I'm picturing myself as the lead because like that's part of the fun and again if like people don't do that I'm just like why not? Why are like, yeah? Why? I, why are you here? Like I, I have questions. Um, I don't watch porn. I read romance novels. Um, yes, yes. But like, yeah, I'm like Rachel was like awesome and seemed cool and like normal. And Poppy's like, I have the flu and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you <laughs> are like, thirty. I don't know how to go to the doctor. Get a fucking grip. Like enough. No, I know. I want totally. to slap her and be like, Poppy, enough. No, me too. I know Rachel. So Rachel is the first person like she's her influencer friend in New York, but she's like the first person to be like, I don't think you're like super happy. When was the last time you're happy and stuff? And this this like not pseudo therapy, but just like the peer support of it all. Yeah, you're the good you're a good friend. And like you have like a good head on your shoulders. Totally. We see them go to Nashville. Yeah, they're, as we mentioned before, Poppy's parents think that they're having sex, so they, like, pack him up with, like, a XL box of condoms. Um, and she's currently, like, planning on dropping out of college, which I think she does later on because her, like, blog is successful. I was mm-hmm. also, like, blo- a blog in 2021, girly pop. Like <laughs> So true. It's, like, maybe in 2011, like, in, like, the Julie and Julia era, like, this could have worked. <laughs> And she talks, this was another thing that I didn't get. Because, again, the whole time she's talking about how she is a virgin and, like, kind of prudish. And he's, like, hooking up with girls. Like, he works at a library and he's hooking up with girls that work there. Or a girl, singular. Um, this is what I also didn't get about their relationship. Because you would assume that the, like, quiet, studious one was, like, the more, like, prudish person. And then, Your like, notes are killing me. <laughs> can I read it I do dramatic reading I'm looking at this outline listeners and Tori wrote okay what lol I thought he was a prude loser no but that's what I thought no it's true it is like such a stereotype that he's like I don't have time for girls I'm reading my books yeah and Poppy would be the one that's like I drank a four loco and like fucked a football player totally like she's the one that's like putting herself out there I feel like also not to equate the two because they really have nothing in common but like no. when you are like well-traveled or like studious I feel like it's like you just when you're studious you don't have opportunities to hook up with people you're and studying. when you're well-traveled you have like tons of opportunities because you're meeting so many people that's so true and like truly like feral vacation hookups are <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've had them yeah. and I've pretty much regretted every single one but like it's <laughs> yeah. always a good story later on and that's worth it it's like it's totally like low risk high no uh high risk high risk low, <laughs> low reward <laughs> You're like, I got a souvenir on my trip. It was an STD. Yeah. (laughs) And also, I feel like shit. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like ass. But like something about like going back to your hotel room that you're sharing with your friends and you're like kind of hungover and you're like, oh my God, you guys. And then you like go to brunch and you like debrief like and you're like, I'm never going to see that man again. It is it is a high that I can't even describe. Oh, totally. Totally. Back in Palm Springs, Poppy takes the bed and Alex sleeps on the armchair that's in the room. And in the middle of the night, he has like a full back spasm. I don't know why I'm laughing. I just like, <laughs> I just like, I was so confused because she's talking about how fit he is. And I guess like fit doesn't 
always equate. I don't know why I'm equating everything. Like it doesn't equal like health for some reason, but he's like so unwell on this trip. And it's, I don't know. It's not hot. No, like the, the thing about Alex is like at the end, he's supposed to be this like sexy Casanova, but like the entire book leading up to like the end, he gave me the egg. No, literally, I was like, ew, you're like back spasm, <laughs> even though like I had like a calf spasm like last week, like it like it happens to the best of us, but I was like, ew, like <laughs> you should get that checked out. <laughs> I know. And part of me wonders if like the reason Alex gave me the ick was like, again, like I think I realized through this book that like I cannot listen to most books on audiobooks, but especially not romance novels because because the woman who was reading it, bless her heart, she's a great reader, but she like dropped into like this man voice for Alex. And I was like, ew. And like, I didn't think it was hot. So between that and the back spasm, I was like, this is just pulling me out of it. Like I can't. Totally. I only will listen to an audio book with romance if it's a full cast. Yes. Yes. Like that's how I listen to Akatar and whatever, the second one. Yeah. Um, the second time I read them for the podcast was on was like the theatrical full cast release. And it's so fun. good because it has music and like other sound effects, too. Cool. Which is really cool. But then it's like every guy isn't just played by the girl. too. Like, I'm just like, it's not turning me on to hear this lady like talk like in a man voice. And then Alex is like, oh, my back spasm. Oh, puppy. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. I'm dead. No, I, I feel that. I really, really feel that. <laughs> we get more flashbacks of them traveling. They go to San Francisco. She dates other guys during this time, but they remain friends. And she always, like, again, likes the guy, but it's like no one holds a candle to Alex. Mm-hmm. In Palm Springs, she's taking care of him. She's kind of like poking and prodding about Sarah because, again, she's like weirdly like trying to kind of get them back together. This is like kind of one of the breaking points where Alex is like, okay, like I know you don't want marriage or kids or to like grow old with a singular person, but like that's what I want. And you're like kind of shitting on what I want out of my life. And fair. Yeah, which is like so fair because like either way is just as valid. And Poppy, for the first time, is like, oh, my God, (laughs) like, I'm doing that. Yeah, she's like, whoa, I'm, like, kind of an asshole. Sorry. Yeah. She's like, as much as you guys should just, like, get back together or whatever, um, because I'm, like, a sadist or whatever, she's like, I also don't want you to because she hates me. And it's, like, no fucking shit. (laughs) If I were Sarah... I would have shaved Poppy's head in her sleep and done <laughs> totally. like voodoo witchcraft with her totally. hair. Totally. Like you're she's I mm, I literally if if some girl was like I've gone on vacation with your boyfriend every summer for over 10 years and they have all this shared history. I mean like my fiance has like a lot of friends who are girls and something that I really had to overcome was like that there's a shared history that he has with who I perceive as other girls and he just perceives them like as his friends. But like that's a mind fuck. Like you have to be a very totally. confident woman. And like, and the the thing about like Alex and Poppy is like, you know, it's not platonic. It's not platonic. Yeah. And Sarah's like, mm, I have a gut feeling that either something has happened or will happen. And I'm telling you, let this be a PSA to all the listeners. If a guy 
you're dating, has a friend who's a girl, and he's like, don't worry about her. If he tells you that she's not the one to worry about, she is the one to worry about, and you should trust your gut. Totally. I think that is, like, a really good point about just, like, it's not even that they didn't, like, they they didn't physically cheat or whatever, but it's, like, when Sarah's, like, observing them together, she's like, yeah, this isn't good. So I, I think, like, that's fair. Like, yeah, like, trust the person you're with if there really is no smoke. Totally. But like they go on like couples dates, like double dates and stuff like that. And she sees them together and she's like, this isn't it. Like you shouldn't be traveling alone with her. Like that is so legitimate. It's so (laughs) fine. It's like it's called a boundary. And then Poppy's like, ooh, she hates me. And I'm like, girlina, like uh, are you fucking crazy? Like it's like this is how it goes, Poppy. People grow up and then they get married and date other people. And then you're not their number one priority anymore. And like. If you were normal, you would understand that. But totally. you're secretly in love with Alex and won't admit it to yourself. So poor Sarah Torval is caught <laughs> in the crosshairs. Totally. And it sucks for that person when you're like the second best, but you end up dating them for a, like a long time. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I could have like I kind of wasted my time with this person. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, so at this point, so like after college and after, I guess she drops out of college, she goes and gets his master's. She's blogging. She becomes an influencer, I guess. And then she gets this journalism job and she's living in New York. This is six summers ago now. They are planning a trip to Vail. And this is when Sarah's like, yeah, like I actually don't think (laughs) that you guys should do this. But then... (laughs) Which is, like, so fair. But then because of Poppy's job, they get offered a free place to go. So they just, like, go. They are talking about how they felt lonely before they met each other. Which is, like, I feel like that's, that is, like, what you want in your, like, soulmate. Yeah. (laughs) In your partner. And then they say, I love you. But I guess they see it as platonic. But it just doesn't, it obviously, to us, it just doesn't read platonic in any sense of the word. No, and then she like whines because she sprains her ankle, and she's like, "What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna carry you down the mountain." And I'm like, "I'm so sure he's so big and muscular, and she's so tiny, and you just she re- yeah. carries her down the mountain." It's really I'm making it sound like I really hated this whole book. I really enjoyed it. No. I really enjoyed it, but like part of my like part of the fun with these books is like snarking on them. Like I have no, to, you totally. know, I rip on books and then on Goodreads, I'll be like five stars. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it was amazing. It's, it's how I feel about like movies too. Like sometimes yeah. I'll see a bad movie and be like, that was the most incredible movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'll watch it 50 times over. Yeah, totally. I, there's just something about it. That's so easily, it's so easy to digest these books and some of them you're cringing and sometimes you're laughing out loud or crying or whatever and then picking them apart is the best part (laughs) it's the best and then other times you're like whoa I wasn't into this and now I'm like extremely turned on by this book like when the (laughs) fuck did that happen (laughs) where are where am I (laughs) where am I my god um okay uh we're in present day things keep getting worse at their hotel alex is like i feel like it's just time that we like ditch the scene and like get a hotel since we're like 30 years old and stuff like that she's like oh it's gonna be expensive because he still doesn't know that she's footing the bill it's not the magazine or website or whatever they kind of get into an argument because poppy's like i just want things to go back to with the we used to be and he's like that's not possible 
And I think she thinks it's because they had that falling out in Croatia, which we don't know what it is. Mysterious. And and I'm like at this point dying to know what the Croatia incident is. I literally, they really set us up to be like, someone killed someone in Croatia (laughs) and nothing was ever the same after that. And then we get there and I'm like, okay. They made out. (laughs) They made out and it was like a little weird after and they're like, we can't talk for two years. I'm like, okay. That's not dramatic. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, yeah, so th- he, I guess she's like, I want it to go back to pre-Croatia days. He's like, it's never going to go back to that, which is the adult thing to admit, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're just like getting heated. And she like runs out on the balcony. It starts raining, like I guess tropical storm or desert storm or whatever. <laughs> and... finally poppy like admits that she has feelings for him and they kiss she says i've always wanted you fantastic (laughs) awesome my god we get a flashback interrupting this makeout scene about yeah like you mentioned before where they're supposed to go to europe to go sweden and norway and poppy can't go because she's super sick so alex takes like his first flight which was like had a layover in New York and stops and takes care of her. And she's like, why would you ever do this for me? And it's like, because at this point, we've been friends for like eight years or whatever, like best friends. I think that, I think actually it's another time that she realizes she's in love with him. But like, she is like, I need to travel and be spontaneous and I need excitement in my life. And he really wants marriage and kids and a home in one place. And that's, we're like oil and vinegar so we could never like date and she's like I'm so delirious from my fever I just can't and then he's like I'm just gonna like hold you until you fall asleep and it's yeah like, there's something like that I was gonna say there's something when I'm sick I feel like disgusting so like yes, I would never yeah. like I would never want Jake to like hold me when I'm sick but I do I'm like very into like when a guy like takes care of me and like brings me like food and kind of like loves on me in that way because like acts of service are hot Totally. I like the taking care when you're like ill or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. When she was like, basically her main symptom was a fever. I was like, I'm not into like the cuddle sesh. That no, I'm like, you're about to get so fucking sick, Alex. Like, yeah. it's like, get out of my space. Like, yeah. Post COVID. No, post COVID. I'm literally like, are you masked up? Like, are you? Yeah. Why are you in the apartment? Like, Save yourself. Like, no, literally. <laughs> so bad um I was also thinking like do you think at this point if you're Poppy or Alex you're like okay I don't like cuddle with my other friends should we like look into this a little bit or I I would think so like because it was a charged cuddle yeah everything they do is charged it's like we hugged and it was charged and it was like it took it was like a hug that was a little too long and it's like you guys like should have got off the pot totally but they do we get Back Eventually, to Palm yeah. Springs, they have sex. What did you think of like the sex scenes and like the spice of this novel? I liked it. Yeah. I liked the spice. I yeah. think it's hard because they both gave me the ick. So, like, I think if <laughs> I liked them, yeah. I think if I liked them more as characters, I would have been more into it. Like, I think they were like very spicily written and I enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, like rain sex on a balcony, like, sure, like, great, you know? But yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel? Yeah. I thought that. It- I agree that it was like well written. I don't think it was like enough because I think they 
don't they only have sex this one time? I think this is the only time we really get the whole like act yeah. of it. And then there's yeah. more where it's like he started doing this and then it like cuts to them going to the wedding or like, you know, it yeah, like, kind of cuts yeah. away. Yeah. And that's disappointing, I think. <laughs> I think so. Me. I think so, too. I think so, too. Especially if you're coming off of Akamath when, yes, you know, recents yes. like splay on the table and be my feast. And you're like, oh. <laughs> no, you're like uh, giggling, you're like, kick, <laughs> kicking your feet. And then this like, I, again, I, I thought it it was good, but it was just like too short and like too little, I guess. Totally. They end up relocating to a new hotel. All is well. They're like figuring it out, but it's still a little bit awkward. And then they flash back to a time. It's really just that they're in Tuscany and they're both like on this double date of a trip where mm-hmm. Tr- uh, Trey, which is her boyfriend at the time, and Sarah is there. And she thinks she's pregnant, so she gets tested and it's negative, and he's helping her through that. And so just showing that, like, they have more, like, depth to their relationship, I would say. Yeah. And then we get to the wedding part of Palm Springs, and they show up to David's bachelor party, and they're holding hands, and no one's su- surprised. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, like. They're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, like- awesome. Can I read you this quote? I think this is the my favorite quote of the book. Please. I thought you didn't like holding hands, I say. This is Poppy. And you said you did, he says. So what? I just get whatever I want now, I tease. His smile flickers back into place, calm and restrained. Yes, Poppy, he says. You get whatever you want now. Is that a problem? What if I want you to have what you want? He arches an eyebrow. Are you just saying that because you know what I'm going to say and you want to make fun of me for it? No, I say. Why? <laughs> what are you going to say? Our hands go still between us. I have what I want, Poppy. So sweet. It's really sweet. Very, very cute. Yeah, I liked those little moments. Me too. It's heating up because she finds out that he bought a ring for Sarah and was like going to propose to her. Um, and Poppy's like, did you break up with Sarah because of me? And she thinks it's because he was like, because she was sucking away all of his time and support and stuff like that. But he's like, of course, but the the miscommunication is that it's like, of course, because I'm in love with you. Mm -hmm. They do the wedding and they go to leave. And this is where like shit hits the fan where Poppy finally admits to Alex that the magazine isn't paying for the trip. And... They start talking about how it's not clear with what she wants in her life. And she's like, I wanted to go on the trip to, like, figure out if my life has meaning and, like, why I've been so depressed. And he's like, okay, so, like, am I just this, like, vacation fling, basically? Um, Because I'm potentially, like, could move to New York and get a teaching job there. But if I uproot my life, like, you better be, like, super serious about this. And, like, she is, but, like... I guess she can't verbalize it. So then they like have to catch their flights and like go home. This scene was rough. The thought of because yeah. she like talked earlier in the book about how like she loves airports because it feels like a place where people connect and where they meet each other after a trip or they're like going somewhere and it's this like happy, optimistic place for her. And then she's like, I felt so lonely. I like I, I've never felt more lonely in an airport. And I was like, oh, just crying in an airport after fighting with your friend. And it's all rushed because he has to catch his flight. And it's, like, yeah, he's not going to have service. You can't talk to him like, oh, brutal. 
Totally. I've never like had a fight like this in an airport and then had to catch a flight. But like I Me have either. had like a rushed goodbye or like whatever. And it's just it's so like the anxiety about that is just so fucking brutal. It's so emotional. And then we finally get the the Croatia scene that the book has like hyped up forever. And really, it's just that they're in Croatia and they get super sloppy drunk and Poppy goes to Alex's room and they end up making out. And then Poppy's like, I think I'm doing his pants. And then he's like, just wait, yeah. like stop. Like, we shouldn't do this. And she takes it as that he doesn't like her. He's not interested in having sex with her. But he's like, no, I'm obsessed with you. I don't want our first time to be like a sloppy drunk hookup. Respectful king. Respectful king, but just no. (laughs) Their communication for being best friends is in the garbage can. Like they, it's like for the love of Pete. What did they talk about on the plane ride home from Croatia? so true you're probably like oh I got an extra thing of peanuts do you want some (laughs) like it was probably just really tense and like awkward quiet so yeah they've parted ways they're back at home and Poppy's like no I this isn't what I want to do Alex is like the guy for me I want to quit my job I want to restart my blog um I'm gonna go home to like ground myself and she goes to high school the high school that Alex and Sarah work at She bumps into Sarah because she can't find Alex and they make up, which I thought was nice because I was feeling bad for our girl. (laughs) I know. And she's like, "Okay, like, go get him. I know that you guys are like soulmates. So he's like across the street at the bar and she goes into the bar and she does the Meg Ryan. I loved the monologue. I thought it was so good. it's it's so good I pulled one quote from there um I've always felt like once someone sees me deep down that's it there's something ugly in there or unlovable and you're the only person who's ever made me feel like I'm okay that I think is so relatable like I know it really got me yeah I I actually like think I kind of got misty at this point I know. I like as an actor was like, oh my god, I want to do this monologue. Monologue, yeah, like, because it's so good. It's so well written, and yeah, I think it's yeah, it's so relatable. I think it's something a lot of people have experienced, and I think when you find the right person, you're like, oh, I can actually fully be like witnessed by this person, and they're not gonna run, and that's really beautiful. It's so powerful and so yeah. like rare. I feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it really just shows how well they work together. And then he's like, hey, yeah, but like. Yes, but, like, on paper, we, like, don't really make sense. And then she, like, storms out of the car. And I was, like, how are they going like, to get back together at this point? I know. I, like, looked on my Kindles, like, 97% or whatever. Or, like, what's going to happen? But he what really now? just, like, s- like leaves the bar and, like, catches up on her. And he's, like, just because we don't make sense on paper, like, doesn't mean I don't want to be with you and we get an epilogue that they are living together in New York. She writes a column now that is called People You Meet in New York. He's teaching and they plan the mist, I guess, Norway and Sweden. Mm-hmm. Whatever I said. Did I say Sweden and Norway? I think Maybe you I did. did. Yeah. I think okay. Did. Yeah. They're going to do that, but then they're going to also spend time in Linfield. So it's like best of both worlds. I really liked how in the end, like she made that speech to Alex and and it tied back to part of why she loved travel was sort of that things were temporary and she could sort of be this like cooler version of herself that 
and she could keep it surface with the people she met and only give them these small doses of her. And so that was where her confidence came from on vacation. Um, and realizing that with Alex, she actually let him see all of her. And then how in the end, her new column is more about people because even yeah. though she likes traveling, she actually realized that people were the thing the was connection the thing. was yes, the best was part. The, exactly. And I thought that I thought her arc as a character was really interesting and cool. And I also think that the author did a really good job of it, it being like the characters really saw it black and white. You either have to be like a travel, like never sleep at your own home type of person or a person that's like stuck in their hometown. And right. it's like we figured out a way that it works for them to get, you know, the best of both worlds. Yes. And that she realized that like, I, you know, I do think this is an interesting conversation that I think a lot of people, especially in your like early thirties probably have with your friends or you like consider, like I've thought about like, I'm the friend who like left the Midwest to go to LA and like pursue these big dreams. And then I have friends who are, who like stayed in the suburbs of Chicago and are like raising kids. And like, I think it's like really beautiful when you can get to a point with your friends where you're like our dreams don't look the same, but we're just so happy for each other that we're do that like we're both doing it in the way totally. that we want to. And I think it's really beautiful and amazing that Poppy and Alex's dreams were able to converge and they could work it out. But like, yeah, there's also just something to be said for like friendships in your thirties when you're like, Oh, you want something different than me, but that doesn't mean like one thing it's is better bad. or worse than the other. Yeah. Totally. I feel like that. I thought that so much in my 20s. Like, oh, that yeah. could never be me or whatever. For, like, yeah, people that got married at, like, 21 or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, settled down. And, like, that's what their life looks like. But I don't feel like that at all. And I, I, I like, like, yeah, I feel like I went on a similar journey as Poppy mm -hmm. did with that, for sure. Mm -hmm. Any other things you want to say about the book before we get into our roundtable discussion? No, I, I think I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're going to get into our internet investigation. This is our cursory peruse of the internet of things you need to know. The things I found, there was an alternative title released in different countries, and it's You and Me on Vacation. Do hmm. you like that better than People We Meet on Vacation? I like people we meet on vacation better. What about you? Yeah, me too. Because I guess like the through line that we like didn't really talk about in the plot summary is just like the people that she meets on vacation like impact her in different ways. Right. Impact them both on different in different ways. And they they learn different lessons from like the people that they met. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that one's definitely people we meet on vacation is catchier. Mm -hmm. And then East and West Linfield are fictional like I'm assuming it's one town and there's like two parts, but like they're fictional, a fictional That's place. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's so random. I think it's supposed to be set in a certain state, but it is, and all the other places are obviously real, mm -hmm. but there's no city of Linfield. That's interesting because I think Emily Henry, I believe, is from Ohio. Yeah. And I think Linfield is supposed to be in Ohio, but I'm like, why make yes, it up? Yes, I think you're right. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Towards the end of the book, by the way, like she talks about how she like visits her parents in Ohio when she goes to like get Alex to get her man. And I just love the way she writes a Midwestern summer because it is such a specific 
feeling as someone who grew up there and it's so palpable on the page. And I just like, I love all this Midwestern and Canadian love that she puts in her books. I know this one. Totally. Like this type, this style of book, I put this in my grapes and grumbles, but like sometimes there's too much detail. Like I don't Mm -hmm. care about, you know, the, the couple that they, that helped them with their like flat tire in Palm Springs or whatever. Totally. I'm like, okay, like let's move on. But then there is a lot of detail in the setting and that actually like is really good. It paints a really good picture. Totally. Okay. I wonder why these are unanswered questions to the listeners. Yeah. Basically, I'm just like, this book is when Harry met Sally. Like, do we care? Like at some point Mm. I like, I didn't, but like. I don't know. It, it's just like a modern retelling of that. I guess it's like if you don't want that story to be retold, just like don't read this book, I guess. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it is so like interesting with like, like I just wrote a rom-com and I and it's like, I feel like all, all art is like informed by other art. And, yeah. and so it's like, when does drawing inspiration become like almost a ripoff? And I feel like that is such an, it, that's just such a subjective line. So yeah, it's like if you're into a When Harry Met Sally, like friends to lovers type of story, you'll probably love this book. But if you're like so hell bent on When Harry Met Sally being a perfect classic that should never be touched, then you might be like triggered by this book. Totally, totally. You know? I think like though, you're, you're totally right. And I, I don't think it needs to be untouched. I think it can have many you know retellings of it I think the part that I don't love is that you could basically not that this would be even considered fanfic but like I think just like more explicit because like when you actually read the back of Akatar, which I didn't do until this podcast it actually says this is a not a modern retelling but this is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast Mm -hmm. and I've I just I think I would have wanted that in like the description I yeah or maybe like an opening statement about how much she loves when Harry met Sally as opposed to putting it at the end of the book when she's like I didn't even realize I did it exactly totally yeah yeah okay so apparently and I don't know how to say this word I think it's ennui ennui yeah yeah okay but basically millennial ennui is when you feel like really lost in Mm your 30s and you might be feeling bored with your job and like it's kind of like I feel like I get it a lot where it's like I should just like pack up my life and like move to like I don't know Southeast Asia and you'll just never hear from me again but do you ever have this feeling absolutely I had it really really badly last summer because I had actually like left my corporate job to do freelance stuff but freelance stuff wasn't like rolling in the way I thought it would and yeah. or I hoped it would and I was like extremely broke and it was summer so like silly goose season where like I feel like summer is a season where like everyone's like I mentioned it earlier like going on trips or like just like out with their friends in cute outfits like out to dinner all the time and I was like I don't feel like I have anyone I can hang out with And like, I felt super lonely and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like I was just constantly in a place of existential crisis. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. I feel like with the, the like biological clock, Mm -hmm. even if you don't want kids, you're just so ingrained to think on that type of timeline. And then the pressures that millennials face that older generations didn't with like the cost of living and like 
housing and stuff like that. Yeah. I just feel like it's so much easier to fall into this and we what did I say on we yeah and we're being yeah. bullied by Gen Z constantly for like <laughs> yeah. being upset about for wearing what low we socks for wearing like <laughs> low socks and like how we do our hair and it's just like too fucking much and I'm like for a generation that's like full of like love and light and like mental health awareness like they really are fucked up to us like enough <laughs> and then people are like who cares like don't take it seriously I was like when you're constantly told that everything you do is like is stupid passe, and embarrassing, yeah, you're gonna feel something. I know that's probably how like my mom felt back in the day. Yeah, no, that's shout so out fair. to our parents. Sorry, you know, wait, <laughs> can I name one wonder why that I had? Yes, please, please. There was a moment in the book where Poppy mentioned she only showers three times a week and Alex showers multiple times a day. <laughs> I miss that, and I literally was like you're a foul person that yeah. is so fucking disgusting and sometimes when I'm reading a romantic novel and I find the like lead like the lady lead to be annoying I, I take it as like a personal slight where I'm like but why doesn't the guy have a crush on me yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's like Hannah because none of this is real but yeah. you know like when you like I feel like everyone probably at one point had a girl in their grade at any age where like every guy had a crush on them and you're like respectfully I don't see it like I don't totally, understand totally. we've all experienced that where you're like no no, no. Yeah. if I I'm woman enough to admit when someone is hotter and cooler than me I don't yeah. see it with her okay yes, yes with Poppy I was just like how the fuck is Alex in love with a woman who only showers <laughs> three times a week that is so nasty it is so gross and there's such a like a trend not a moment it's not really happening right now but of like people admitting they're like disgusting personal hygiene when habits. people are like i don't wash my feet i just let the water like run down i'm like you need to get between your toes like literally, what the fuck is wrong with you literally i go through soap bars so fucking quickly because i i'm just like not that girl at all I, i'm like trying to think of reasons why one would want to only shower three times a week she just like doesn't like it and i like Poppy just like, i know i like, like can't unless you have like a really like I know sometimes showering and stuff can be tough for people with certain mental health. Maybe. Or like, like illnesses or something like that. Skin condition. Like, or eczema. That yeah. could be one. That could yeah. be one. But like, I just don't see Probably it. didn't mention any of those things. So yeah. I just think. So she's, she's just a fucking dirty bitch. <laughs> she's a dirty little pick me girl. Totally. And like then you think about Palm Springs and like she, like it was oh, disgusting God. there and sweaty and I'm like when was did you even shower before the trip like you know she's the kind of person who like gets off a plane and doesn't even consider like oh I should probably take a shower before or like I should probably wash my shit like even the stuff I didn't wear after I put it in my suitcase totally now that you're seeing this I do like I'm getting flashbacks to when Alex is like oh do you want the shower first and she's like ah no I'm just gonna hop in the bed like you go ahead yeah <laughs> yeah fucking nar. <laughs> like so gnarly <laughs> okay um out of all the places they went to vancouver island new orleans palm springs Vail, croatia sweden norway nashville tuscany sanibel island and you don't have to say vancouver island where would you most want to go uh, i mean i do genuinely want to go to like all the ones i haven't <laughs> been to but yes tuscany. yes yes i'm going to tuscany uh, yes. on my honeymoon i've never been have you no that's amazing I I was gonna pick Tuscany too there's just something about like ever since I watched 
Under the Tuscan sun. Babe, same, same. <laughs> it ch- it changes you. It changes your brain chemistry. You're like, I have to, I have to be Diane Lane. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been to, out of these, actually, I've only been to like Vancouver Island and Nashville. I've never been to New Orleans, Palm Springs, Vail, Croatia, Sweden, Norway, or Sanibel Island. Wow. I've been to I've New York been... where they live, but yeah. yeah. I've been to New Orleans, Palm Springs, and Nashville, and that's it. Yeah. So pretty much anywhere you would go for like a bachelorette party. <laughs> Those are the ones I've been it's to. Like we've, we've been on a few bachelor, bachelorette yeah, parties. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Literally. Okay. Our grapes and grumbles. These are nitpicky problems we have with the book. Oh, yeah. This is my first grape and grumble. Alex doesn't realize ever that this is not a trip for her magazine where she's taking no pictures. She's not writing anything down. Like, she doesn't try to pretend after, like, the first day. It's so true. And she just, like, never... Like, she tries to go to the museum, but she... Like, they don't do anything else, like, go out for dinner or, like, try to sightsee and stuff like that. And I'm like, how did he not realize that... It was a ruse. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. I also found Alex's, like, sad face, sad puppy face that (laughs) talks about the entire book. That was an ick, too, that we didn't talk about. (laughs) No, but, like, what was that? Like, Like, I picture him, like, turning and being like... like I'm like ah again sorry not a visual medium but like the I'll way she writes the, up it. <laughs> the way she writes the face like describes it I'm like it's so weird and then she like tries to do it too and she or she'll be like Alex you can't use that against me stop doing the face and I'm like <laughs> she's like I'm powerless against that puppy face He's like, like <laughs> <laughs> No, literally. She like tries to put it in his Tinder profile at, uh, like yeah. at one point. Like he, she's like, get this picture in there in the roundup. Like, yeah, do put puppy face in there. I'm like, please, for the love of God, don't. She's trying to sabotage him. That's what she's trying no, to do. Literally. Okay, <laughs> I feel like we've talked about most of these. So my last gripe and grumble. If you don't have any more, no, that like was my that was my biggest we've, one. We've ripped apart. He gets a vasectomy. After her pregnancy scare. That is so extreme. It's really hardcore. He's like, I don't know. It just really freaked me out. So I wanted to take care of business. No, literally. And I know they're reversible, but it's still like a surgery. And and like, I don't know. Or maybe I should want men to take more accountability in contraceptive measures or whatever. But like, it was just so fucking weird. I don't know. It was hardcore. For it was sure. super, super hardcore. And, like, a lot of the book ends up being, like, about how Alex is, like, really fucked up by his mom's passing. And, like, yeah. as someone who lost my mom, I'm not trying to minimize that at all. I am saying, like, the the tie-in of, like, his mom passed away in labor and then Poppy got pregnant and then it freaked me out so he got a vasectomy. I don't, I don't know if that would really happen. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, I don't hmm. know. I don't know. Or maybe I'm being too laissez-faire about just like using condoms and birth control or like I don't yeah. know I, I guess if your partner doesn't want to be on the pill or whatever like I mean Poppy is not the kind of girl who would take her pill on time that's for fucking sure <laughs> yeah so maybe he's like, like I actually need this and like yeah. or she would like make an IUD appointment or she wouldn't even know how to make an IUD appointment she would <laughs> yeah. be like I don't know how to call my doctor like what's an IUD like she really needs help 
adulting like like in a hardcore way so he was probably like i'll just take matters into my own hands (laughs) literally okay (laughs) uh sequel scoop this is our tea on any upcoming sequels seasons and the general reception it won best 2021 romance book on goodreads and as of 2022 uh, about a year after its release Emily Henry announced that there's going to be a film adaptation by Sony's 3000 Pictures uh, from a screenplay by Yulin Kuang with Brett Haley directing and Temple Hill producing. So she allegedly has read this screenplay and was like, I'm obsessed with it. That's awesome. I, I did so much research. I cannot find any updates. I don't know if that's normal. Maybe you would know better than I do, but like... And obviously there was the strike, so they probably yeah. can make moves on it. But there's like literally no updates uh, on any of that since 2022. Shit takes forever to get made and it's really annoying. Like, yeah. I feel like you'll get something announced and then they still have to, yeah, like attach talent and then like find the locations and the budget and like all that stuff. Um, So it is, it is possible that's just taking a really long time to get it made. But this is something that I think, like, I love Emily Henry books because I do feel like they read very cinematically. And I yes, think yes. I've read this in Book Lovers so far and I really like think they lend themselves so well to movie adaptation so I'm really excited to see it totally and I think she has three books out and I think that the all three books have been picked up for that's exciting film adaptations which is really exciting and then especially this one because I love travel in film mm-hmm. it's yeah. so fun to watch and fans like I teased at the top of the episode fans are suggesting Haley Lou Richardson from White Lotus, White Lotus. Poppy that it's I don't really know if good. it's because of her character in White Lotus. Maybe, but it's still really good. It's really good, hey? Yeah. Yeah. It's no, I really saw good. that too, and I was like, damn, that's really good casting. Yeah, and apparently I think she was on a red carpet or something, and someone was like, Oh, people are like casting you as Poppy in the new Emily Henry book movie film. And she's like, Oh, I would totally do that. If I'm, she's like, no one's like approached me or anything like that. But if it came up, I would totally do it. Oh, I, as long as I get to audition for her friend, Rachel, who's like obsessed with like soul cycle, um, yeah. then, then and I'm here an for it. You and as an influencer, you literally should. Come on. Like, I yeah. gotta call my agent and be like, babe, like, what do we have to do? Get, get me, me in. Yeah. And then the like nice Meryl Streep, like Devil Wears Prada. Swapna. Uh, oh my gosh. Who's going to play Swapna? Yeah. Someone like really like hot and cool. Yeah. yeah. Who's that woman from Sex in the City? Or from and just like that. Oh, Seema? Yes. I could see oh her playing God. Swapna. Yes. Just Book like it a fabulous right hot lady of <laughs> yes. a certain age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the actress's name, but like her character's name is Seema. Yeah. 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 Okay, two really quick listener questions and then we can wrap up. At Anne Shoeboxes says, preference for back and forth timelines or straight through? Hmm. I liked the back and forth because I thought it was fun to kind of ramp up to the Croatia incident, which we'll get to in a second. (laughs) Um, Like I like how it drove sort of suspense in that way. And it allowed us to have sort of a 360 degree view of these people, like who these people were and who they are and really understand the shared history they had. I would say my con is just that it's it can be hard to follow. What do you think? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, normally I'm like a straight through girly, except for mm-hmm. in a book like this, you like would have to do it with these time jumps. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ever like seeking out a, ba- a back and forth timeline no book I feel like the only one that I've read recently I would even say is like Outlander and that's like part of it's back and forth it's not like every chapter like this one yeah I'm not even super into like switching perspectives except for like Gone Girl like a book where it like really serves a purpose but in general I like just like knowing who the narrator is and then just like going straight through totally or like when it's like okay the two chapters at the end or whatever or, or yeah, in the other yeah, person's yeah. POV or whatever yeah yeah I liked a book I recently read I forgot the name but the author released two bonus chapters and it was just two chapters in the book that were really like character heavy with the two main characters oh that's cool and it was like the reversed POV and I, I liked that it was like when that's they first fun. met and then they when they like maybe first had sex or like first said I love you or something like that that's cool okay at Alyssa Mala says did you feel the incident was overhyped for what actually happened a million percent like a (laughs) trillion percent like what was it like it literally was nothing I feel like I don't know not that I've like made out with a lot of friends but like I feel like it's like you make out with a friend and you're just like what was that anyways like (laughs) Yeah. Or you like have maybe like an awkward conversation the next day where you're like, okay, well, you were kind of weird about it and I'm like kind of embarrassed and mad at you. And then they're like, okay, well, like, sorry. And then you're like, okay, it's fine. Like, whatever. And then you just move on. (laughs) Seriously. Like if you're like a dum-dumb in your 20s and you're just like drunk and horned up, like that's probably how the conversation would go. It wouldn't be deep. It wouldn't be long, but it would just be an acknowledgement of like, that was kind of embarrassing. Well, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, we were super drunk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean- there's no one like a 20 something to use the I was so drunk excuse to justify their unhinged or like ill thought out behavior. Yeah, because, OK, so if they started college at 18 and this is 12 years later, they would be 30. And mm. so this would have been they were 28. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I use that excuse longer than I should have. So I <laughs> yeah. can't I can't knock them. <laughs> No, literally. Same. I'm still like, I'm just a 22 year old girl. And I'm like, no, Hannah, you are 32. No, literally. Same. I'm like, I would never do that. Like, I will probably do that in the future. Like, yeah. Like, I'll probably do it when I'm 40. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. No, it was totally overhyped. Is there a different scenario that would have made it better? I think if the incident maybe had something to do with like, not actually them hooking up but maybe like a fight where it was like Poppy got drunk and messy and like yelled at Sarah or said something really nasty about Sarah that like she just seemed kind of like jealous and possessive in a way that Alex saw as just like too much drama and like couldn't bounce back from. That makes so much more sense. Yeah I could see that for sure and it's not that he still wasn't in love with her the whole time but just that he's just like hey I'm trying to grow up I'm trying to achieve my dream of getting married and having kids with this person and you just created a lot of drama tonight when you were wasted on this trip with us and like I can't stay in touch with you that would make totally totally or like I'm with Sarah like maybe they like almost kissed or something and then he was like oh my god no snap out of my life yeah I'm with Sarah like we can't do this I think we need some time apart and then it just Mm -hmm. like grew into two years totally 
yeah, it makes more more sense. But they were like both single at the time and drunk and yeah. So literally the most innocent incident of all time. Yeah, and if she felt so seen by him, it would be weird to jump to the like conclusion that he didn't want to have sex with her. Totally. Because he like didn't find her attractive or whatever. So Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Final thing I'm gonna say about this book. Then I can close it up for good. I just I like that uh, I think a lot of the books I've been reading are like where the main characters have clean slates like no past really relationships and then they meet their like quote-unquote soulmate or whatever Mm -hmm. and I just feel like this is just and more it's a contemporary novel and we haven't really covered that too much on this podcast yet but like I think it just shows a realistic depiction of like you dating a bunch of people like a normal 20 or 30 year old and Mm -hmm. then just that like you can find love even if you've had past partners or like you could totally in a relationship with a partner and know that it's not the one but for other reasons you're like kind of with them and yeah like that that's okay yeah there's a lot of like clumsiness in finding your person especially in your 20s and early 30s and I think that like she did a really good job of sort of like illustrating that in all of Poppy's and Alex's blunders yeah totally (laughs) yeah any final thoughts from you not really I just really enjoyed diving into this book with you and I'm so happy we got to talk about it again this has just felt like a vacation I know, I know. People, people, he could almost say we're people you met on a vacation. Oh my gosh, that's so true. (laughs) And honestly, it did really like awaken my wanderlust, even though in the end they just like end up like in New York and Linfield. I'm (laughs) like, okay, but like, when am I going on a trip? Like, I want to travel. Seriously. I know, I know. I felt the same way. Oh my God. And I was like, when should I become a travel journalist? Yes. (laughs) Like, this is, this is our next era. Yeah, totally. Okay, Anna, where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. This was so fun. Thank you. Y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, which I'm like never on. And then Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok. And then check out my podcast. You know you love us wherever you get your pods. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And that's the story of people we meet on vacation. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Hannah for joining me on today's show. And thanks to those who submitted questions via our Instagram at ready to be romanced. If you haven't already, subscribing and leaving a rating review to the pod helps so much. We are a new pod, even though I do host another show, Ready to be Betty, a pop culture, celebrity gossip, and reality TV podcast. But because we are new, it's super helpful. If you can A, let me know that I'm on track and you are liking these episodes or if there's anything that I could change. And then B, showing other people that there are listeners and that people find value in the show really helps new people click play. You can always suggest a book by contacting me on socials at ready to be romance but you can also leave a voicemail or submit a book via our Google form via the links in the episode show notes. Our next episode is Twilight. Until then, happy reading. For Ready to be Romance, I'm Tori. Goodbye.